0: Hey, hey, everybody. This is Jo Lynn Bright, also known as JLB in the house. Welcome to HopeNet Studio 2501 Conversations about Mental Health and Wellness podcast. We're so glad that you have chosen to join us today. And the cool thing is that we're doing another episode on Back in the House, and today our guest is Amber Carter, and so we just want to welcome her, and y'all just give her a shout out in your cars, in your house, wherever you are. So, Amber, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having
1: me. It's great to be back in the house.
0: (laughs) Don't you just love that name? Like, Back in the House, bringing folks that have journeyed through HopeNet and then saying, okay, I'm doing something different, but guess what? We also get to show people that people do like to come back in the house. Oh, of course. Of course. (laughs) I'm very excited to come back. that your story continues, your journey continues. And so we're gonna like kind of, you and I are gonna go back and visit, like go back a little ways and say, how in the world um, did we meet? But you know what, before we do that, I want you to go ahead and tell our audience Something about you, like who in the world is Amber Carter and before she was Amber Carter? Like, oh, yeah, whatever you want to share, because okay. I don't want I don't want us to like get into a therapy session or anything like that. Even though we have <laughs> we our, could do yes, it. We have our Kleenex out and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, just give us give us a shout out. What
1: who are you? Sure. Well, it's a loaded question. It's <laughs> a very loaded question. There's so much about me, but I I'm a born and raised Texan. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's in my blood. She doesn't
0: have on a big hat,
1: you guys. I don't, but I believe in them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been making my home in Wichita since 2008. Okay. So, so what so in the world got you here? Work. Okay. So, I spent my first 15 years of my career working with nonprofit organizations empowering women, children, and families in impoverished neighborhoods. Okay. And so. Was living in Dallas, needed to get out of that big city. You know I love Dallas. I don't love their traffic. (laughs) I don't either. I don't either. It's an interesting city. There's work to do there, but uh, my husband and I came to Wichita uh, for work, ended up having our two boys here, so I've got a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old, which is super fun. I'm loving Having I, don't like hearing those boys. Numbers. I don't like
0: hearing those numbers though because it means that when I bring people back in the house that some things have changed and so when you say 13 and 11 it mm-hmm. makes me feel older which I am but I can't even imagine how tall the boys
1: are now. Yes so I'm 5'8 and my 13 year old just overtook me by a half inch. Wow So I yes. can't even imagine that. It's super fun. <laughs> He's so fun. I love hanging out with them. We my favorite thing is being outdoors i just bought a stand-up paddleboard mm. so my okay. oldest will go out with me and we'll paddleboard together and our family loves being outside so that, okay. that's definitely a part of me mm-hmm. and then i'm a marriage and family therapist Imagine so that's, I like that. <laughs> that's new since leaving Hope i know Met.
0: you were not you were not that and that's good for our audience to know too mm-hmm. you guys when, when Amber left HopeNet, we knew that that was her plan, that she was being called to be a bigger helper than what she was. And so we knew where she was going to go, but the thing is now when she comes back in the building, she is literally, legitimately a therapist. So that's really amazing. So how, true. how in the world did you, get, how did you get here? I mean, wh- How did
1: I first get in the house?
0: Yes. <laughs> you broke in, I think. I think so.
1: Okay. Um, so I love this story, and hopefully you'll remember parts of it, and we can tell it together. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I was at a point in my life, this was about this time of year in 2018. Wow. And, and it's, two, it's 2022 It's 2022, right so that feels Four like a while. Years? Wow. So I was at a point where what I was doing felt like it wasn't quite using the talents I had, the calling I had. And I knew I didn't have the right tools to do mm-hmm. more of what I wanted to be doing. And so I knew I needed to walk away from where I was. And I wasn't completely sure what was next. Okay. And so.
0: <laughs> like, let's not, let's not just
1: walk away. Yes. And so you and I had a mo- mutual friend. And I Mr. called him up. Mr. Mr. Jordan King. Mr. King. Yes. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> so I called him up and said, I need a favor. You mm-hmm. know JoLynn Bright. She works in Therapy World. Yeah. I'm interested in Therapy World. Can you get me in front of her? I just want to meet her. And you took a meeting with me. You yeah. didn't know why. Yeah. I remember you saying, I don't really know why we're meeting, but I'm doing a favor for my friend. And Because Jordan was my friend. he like He didn't always want to claim me. Okay. <laughs> I
0: don't believe that we're, at all. were like new friends, but once I said, <laughs> yes. you know, we're, I told him. I think after the first time I met him, I said, you know, we're bonded for life. You know that. So mm-hmm. that. But the thing cool, that was cool about that. Amber, and I I want to encourage people about this because we never know what God's up to. Mm -hmm. And so I try not to be that person that's come. You know, I've been doing therapy forever. People know me in the city, that kind of thing. And so I'm too important to sit with somebody that I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I really try to stay postured to say absolutely. And because I knew Jordan, I knew it would be safe. You know, to at least talk to whoever. And I didn't know what it was going to be about. And so here you come
1: into my room. Yes. You were still seeing a full caseload of clients. You slid me in for a quick appointment. Mm. And we were just chatting about life and where I was at and what I was wanting and where I was looking to go in the future. And then it came out that I was looking for a job. And you said, (laughs) hold on. Let's just take a walk down down the hall. And you all had just started looking for an administrative assistant. And I had those qualifications. We literally walked down the hall. I met a couple of people. And within a couple of weeks, I was back in here interviewing (laughs) and started working here. That was definitely not the plan.
0: I know. When when we took the meeting. When you said, I'm going to go just talk to Joe Lynn, you didn't think, I'm going to get a job? Not at all.
1: You were someone that was connected to therapy world Mm -hmm. and I wanted to start putting my foot in that world. Okay. That was it. I just wanted to get your wisdom. I wanted to see who you knew. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what that would look like for me and that's all. It was hoping to make a connection, to start networking. That's all I was thinking when I walked in and I had an office within a few, a couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> and you know what's so crazy as I'm sitting here looking at you recalling that time, I'm trying not to cry because mm. it's so, it's such a God story. And so the thing is I, I hate sometimes when we hire people because I knew from you sitting on the couch that you were going to eventually go back to school, become a therapist and meant that you would not leave that meant right. that you would leave hope mm-hmm. and so the thing is though once we this is the crazy part you guys you get people in here you fall in love with them and then they go away okay but I call it this is what I call it that we launch people right straight from the heart of the city to go help even more people but it really was hard to let you go but we could see God all over you and what he wanted to do we didn't know what it was going to look like you know what I kept saying you know what you know what I said I said you got to come back and work here (laughs) you did many
1: times
0: (laughs) (laughs) you never like answered me like right out loud but um, I didn't think that that probably was going to happen, but it's always good to put that out there that you're more than welcome to come back here and share your wisdom with us in a new way.
1: Aww. So that's a great, don't you think that's a great story? I love that story. And and when you talk about like launching people out and they're, they don't stay long, mm-hmm. I think of it like, as you were even describing it, I was seeing like a spider web or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I'm always yeah. tethered here. There's always a piece of me here. And Jolene and I, we have so many mutual <laughs> friends, and a lot of it comes back here, back through here. Yeah. And so it's always going to be a part of who I am. It was a huge part of my life. Yeah. So Even I'll always for be grateful. A short,
0: I mean, there was a lot that we did you know, while you were here. And so it seems like it was a short time, but there was a lot that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, What you guys don't know is I've already taken Amber through the building and she could say, oh, so-and-so used to be in this room and this room used to be this. So what was that like to come back into the house and what you saw, what what do you see is going on here?
1: (laughs) Well, the first thing (laughs) when I was driving up, I thought, do I park in the guest parking or the staff parking? Which side (laughs) of the parking lot am I parking on today? And I chose the guest side. Oh, yay, I like that. (laughs) Oh, it's fun to be back here, it's really fun. And just how warmly welcomed when I came in and some familiar faces, some new faces, Mm -hmm. and just to see how, it's changed like hope requires change, I know, and things are different. Mm-hmm. And this very room we're sitting in is different. This is the room where we met, and yeah. now we're, we're, <laughs> we're reconnecting. Here. Yeah,
0: that is too good. That gave me the chills. Okay, mm-hmm. hope requires change, absolutely. That's a bumper sticker. I always absolutely. figure out a bumper sticker for everybody, but that I like that, and I'm. Mean, We're going to unpack that a little bit further, you know, down the road. But tell me, what was it, what was your journey like once you um, left HopeNet and you knew what you were going to do? You got accepted into the program at Friends University. Correct. So tell that story.
1: Okay. So I got accepted into the program, was working here, not quite full time, but a lot of hours. And it was... Becoming too much mm-hmm. to um, to really focus where I needed to be in school okay. and do that. So the Friends program is very big on the transformative journey, yeah. on the life of the therapist and the change of the therapist, not just the book learning. Mm-hmm. And doing this job and being in school full-time was more than I could handle with my family life. And so that's when I had to walk away from HopeNet and go get a job. at my kid's school <laughs> working you, at the front desk.
0: <laughs> I do want to say uh, and, and shout out to Friends University because mm. of course I
1: went through that program too and I did work for just training. a couple of years before me, right? Imagine just that. a couple. What
0: what class were what, what cohort were you? 57. Okay, your cohort 57, mm-hmm. but you guys also they do have another campus in Kansas City, but I was cohort 7, number 7. Yes. So that dates me and all of that, but I, the thing is, I think we should blame it on Fringe University, because like, when you had to come talk to us, like, you know, they really don't want us to work full-time, and that, for me, I didn't want to lose you, but also I thought, what a healthy decision that mm-hmm. Fringe University made to really encourage people, and I think the thing is, you found you start finding that out, like, this. Yeah, now I know what they mean.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, people do it. You can absolutely work full-time, but it requires... 20 of the 24 hours in a day. I mean, it's just so much. And where my family was, we could make the decision for me to work less hours Mm -hmm. and have another job that I like to say it didn't require as much brain power. I don't think that's actually true about the job I took at the kids' school. It was just a very different part of my brain. And so Wait, I could okay, go and I'm do... Good, no, let me, <laughs> let me
0: say this about you, okay. Amber, because people listening, they don't know this, but you're just really gifted administratively. And so the thing is, I think probably, yes, you do have to use your brain to do that, but it, it's almost like second nature to you. And so therefore it's known, it's rhythmic to you too, like you know to do very this. Very You're very, very structured. Okay. And so you could keep this side over here structured when this over here was new.
1: Yes. Okay. That's a great way to describe it. Mm -hmm. I love that, I'll start using that, absolutely. It was very predictable, the job at the school, I could go in, do my job, when I left, it stayed there. It stayed there. And I could go do Mm -hmm. therapy, life, and school, and clients, and all that that entailed, which didn't stay there so much. (laughs) That's a skill, that's a learned skill. Yeah. Over time, very much and so, and
0: you're a brand new therapist, so you give yourself some grace. Absolutely, you know, say, it's, it's that thing, too, if you say, How much they didn't teach me in school. It's not they tried not to, but it's not until you start really practicing that you said, Oh man, this mm-hmm. is huge. And your clients continue to teach you, and all that. Oh, absolutely, but, but talk about what life was like for you once you said, Okay. I've switched gears, I've left the house, all of that, and I'm doing this new world. I'm headed into this new world that God had planned for me. What was that year, two years like, for you personally, and then how, also did it impact your family?
1: Well, I'll answer the question about my family first, because that feels easier. Um, My family stepped up in a way (laughs) that I still just, will cherish and admire how they they did it so when i was in the program that was also COVID time so pandemic life shut down Mm -hmm. Um, i started the clinical internship fully on zoom Zoom. with remote telehealth Um, we couldn't be in the building our classes were all on zoom so i went from not being home most of the day yeah. <laughs> to being locked into one room in our home where I was working, um, doing school and seeing clients mm-hmm. and with my sound machine outside my bedroom door, our, yeah. our guest room door, and, and my husband Ryan basically took over all remote learning for our kids. I didn't know when they were logging in, what things I needed to be done, all of ever, that. But you actually just took hands off and believe it. I didn't have a choice. Okay. It was, I can do a lot of things poorly mm-hmm. or for two years, I can kind of pause some of those responsibilities and okay. I can give a huge part of myself to this new thing we're doing. And then I will re-engage in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing was my family stepped up. Wow. They handled it. They let me do that. They what me be hands off, which was probably harder for me than them. Was it that thing of like, they don't
0: need me and they're doing well? And I know, I don't think that because I don't think knowing your husband as little as I do and your kids, I don't know if they'd ever say, we don't need you.
1: I think they love having me around, but I don't think they needed me. Mm. They could do it. Um, And now I'm way more engaged because now Mm -hmm. I have all that space in my life where I'm not doing school. And so then we get to re-engage in this new way. My husband and I honestly had to figure out all new roles. Ooh. What does, what do mm-hmm. family roles look like while I'm in school? And then how do we readjust those once I've got more time and I'm back engaging in the family. So Okay, pause right there yes. because I,
0: I want people to hear this because there are some couples that probably they've been they've done it like this for so long. But I heard you say that you and your spouse renegotiated roles absolutely and you still like each other today? Absolutely.
1: It it still amazes me that we did it because going through the program at Friends and me changing this way that we'd always done things mm-hmm. required us to either dig our heels in and probably not like each other for a while okay or sit down and have those conversations and renegotiate. okay so yeah. for instance, my husband cooks all of our food, all of our meals. he's a fantastic cook and that, that wasn't took going to me when
0: you were here was it was it I think I might have been
1: trying to okay, he okay. likes to say that it took him 10 years to convince me to let him cook because <laughs> um, I did come in very much like these are the roles this is what I do as a wife and a mother yes and I'm just not very good at it and he's excellent at it wow. and I love being outside so my 13 year old and I mow the lawn edge the lawn weed it take care of that because that's what I love to do. He would prefer not to have to do that. Okay. So we renegotiated all we we re- we renegotiated all these roles and then once I started coming back into more time in the family okay. we had to sit down like okay, oh, to revisit again. Yes, because okay. I didn't have a whole lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. My role was you get through school, you become the best therapy student you can to set yourself up for this new chapter of our lives and then it was like okay I did that now how do I come back in Mm -hmm. and so little things like I did the laundry again and just started taking over some of those roles that Mm -hmm. I had been doing before then I paused and then we had to talk about it and find a new new way of functioning a new normal for us.
0: I like that word that you just said that you (laughs) probably don't even know you said, but that I, I took a pause and there comes times in families where a pause is needed for a variety of family absolutely. members. It doesn't just necessarily have to be mom and dad. And the thing that I want us all to remember is that your husband did not like not work. He was, he, you know, he was employed too. Oh, absolutely. And well, even in the stepping up, but he found some margin, I guess, or found mm-hmm. some room and has some capacity
1: absolutely okay. absolutely so he works full-time and fully from home so his office is located here in Wichita mm-hmm. but he very rarely goes into the actual building now so was he, that new like was
0: that was that new like when you worked here at HopeNet he was at he would go in right
1: yes I think he was starting to transition home okay that is definitely his preference mm-hmm. so I think The transition of, we were working together, my husband and I, Mm -hmm. so then when I left, then he got to kind of, when I left, he got to renegotiate what his role looked like there. Okay, that's right. Because it was very different. Yeah. And so he started transitioning home, and by the time the world was shutting down with the pandemic, they were already fully capable of him working from home and had all the systems in place and he That's just That's a God thing too. It was incredible. He, he saw
0: beforehand what was coming and got you guys. Isn't that too cool that he even took care of all of that of how you, where you guys were going to be placed mm-hmm. for you to go and do this thing, to be able to say yes to go do this yes. thing
1: a new thing. And I'm just remembering when I was here at HopeNet, that's when we bought our first house Mm -hmm, ever. mm -hmm. So even in that, we had this home now that had a space for him to have an at-home office, a place for me to close the door and do my work.
0: (laughs) Yes. I remember the day you walked out the door to go to the the home closing. I can see it in my mind. Absolutely. And I would never even have thought, even right now until you just mentioned how that was such a big part of what God was doing, too, yes. to get you guys where you need to be, the children, where at the school they need to be at, right. all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what? We should just fall out right now and just say, okay, <laughs> praise you,
1: Jesus, for that.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said about taking the pause, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times when we have to pause, it feels like a full stop. Mm. And it feels like we can tell ourselves this story that we went backwards because we had to pause, that we weren't moving forward. Mm. And I don't think that's true at all. It's still the forward trajectory. Mm -hmm. It's just a pause. It's a moment in time. It's a little blip where we get to take a breath. Mm -hmm. We get to reorganize. We get to make sure we know where we want to go, whatever that looks Like. like. And then we just keep going when we take off the pause. Mm -hmm. It's not a backwards, it's not, I don't look at any of that with, no. Like, it's not a stop. Right, it's a a breather.
0: It's kind of like pause to life as we knew it. And how do we pause long enough to even embrace, to, to welcome the new and then imagine what it's going to be like and what, this is the word I love, mm-hmm. what adjustments yes, or what new alignments need to happen in order for you to continue to say yes to the new, right. even though you don't know. And this is the crazy part, and I know you have, you've had this question too, but like, what happens after I graduate? Oh, you know, yes. What, what if I don't get a job? We've spent all this money, all this time. What do we do? And the thing is... In the pause that you took, it's really an act of faith Mm -hmm. just to move forward that the same God that called you, that put things into place, is going to be the same God that's going to meet you right at graduation time. Sure. So how did he meet you?
1: When I left the program, I was 100% confident that I had made the right choice to be a therapist. Okay. And I was also terrified <laughs> of what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah. I learned how to be a student, which I'd been out of school for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I relearned how to do that. I found some confidence in being a student. And then I thought, now I have to actually go do this thing mm-hmm. that I've said I wanted to do. Yeah. So there definitely was a lot of fear, and a lot of wondering, because it did majorly change the life of my family too. Our mm-hmm. finances, I'm self-employed. <laughs> There's a lot there. Um, and and did you even think, I mean, did you even know what self-employment looked like? Oh goodness, no. You know? Goodness, no. I didn't have a way to really understand what that would feel like. And so it comes with risks and benefits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, a benefit is I get to set my own hours. I get to figure out what it needs to look like for me. But then there's the risk that if my client doesn't show up, I didn't make any money that hour. Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely a new way of working for me that I've never done. But
0: I I wonder, was there some preparation even back from being a small child on through Mm -hmm. marriage up to now that there are some prep spots that you can point out
1: you want to go all the way back there (laughs) Joanne.
0: well I'm just saying that you know I see you wrestling with this answer of the question and there's something that's popping in your head
1: yes and i wonder if it's connected to that idea that we were talking about with renegotiating roles and just Mm. expectations and um i was going out on a limb and doing something very different Mm -hmm. than anyone in my family has ever done Uh, we don't really talk about mental health in my family of origin even though there's In in your your family's weird Every other Aren't they, family, they all? They, they,
0: they just freely talk about that,
1: you know. Probably of late, it's come up more, but back when. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty... The direction that I was going mm-hmm. was a new path. Ooh. So my family is very committed to higher education and making something of yourself, and all those Mm -hmm. American dream stereotypes. Okay. But to do it in the mental health field was a sharp turn. Mm -hmm. And it required a lot more of trusting my gut, Knowing deep down inside what I had to do, mm-hmm. what I needed to do, what I was called to do—how you were fashioned, how you were made, yes, how you're
0: wired—and
1: I think I spent years fighting against that and being really unsure.
0: What's the why in that? I, I spent a lot of time fighting against that. Why would Amber fight against this wiring? And I'm—and I'm, and you're not the only person. So I would ask myself, anybody
1: else the same question. I feel like that's the question that's going to get me to cry, uh Oh, we, we
0: took our <laughs> tissue out. So
1: for so many years, I had been told that the gifts I thought I had were not actually gifts that I had. Mm. And I spent a lot of time Pleading with the Lord to get me to understand what I thought everybody else knew about me that I couldn't figure out. Mm. That apparently I had this certain path that I was supposed to be on. Mm -hmm. Because that's what everyone told me. And it felt awful. It was not the right path. Mm. And until I finally just had to dampen those voices, they don't mm-hmm. go away mm-hmm. and just walk into what I knew to be true. Okay. Then it all just became not easier, but more sure. Okay. And I th- I think that's probably something that I am conscious about every single day in some fashion. I'm just Where is that baseline for me? What's the tether? What am I going Mm -hmm. back to? What do I know is true and sure about who I am? Mm -hmm. That took me a lot of work to know what that is outside of what everyone else told me or what I wanted to believe to Mm -hmm. make it feel easier.
0: It sounds like it took a lot of courage, too, to even go on that journey, because you could have just stayed on that path,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and possibly experienced some joys, but also maybe some misery.
1: Yeah. It was very, very lonely for a little while. Mm -hmm. Very lonely. So,
0: that... (laughs) That got you to say, I'm going to take this journey, I'm going to do this, my family's supportive, my boys, my husband, Mm -hmm. okay? It was a
1: family decision. Okay.
0: And so we get to the other side of it. The, The part I love is when I got your, there was a picture, and it was before the program and after the program of you and and the family (laughs) and it's so telling (laughs) like we're just crazy we're going in we've made the decision together we love each other it's great and then total exhaustion in the other picture so but how are you now and where are you at and what's going on um, in this on this new
1: path well I am, I have been out of school now for a year and have been <laughs> practicing marriage and family therapy for a large um, group practice here in town mm-hmm. and have had the opportunity to get my therapist legs. Okay. To really. I'm getting sea legs,
0: but now I'm not being tossed around. Okay. Yes,
1: it just, there are so many things that you can't learn from a book. Mm-hmm. And the program at Friends did an incredible job of yes. preparing us, mm-hmm. but until you actually walk it and have that sitting in your room and that like situation, that first, client, that first client that comes in, you'll never sure. forget. Sure. And so, this has been a wonderful year for me to figure out how to be a therapist that's not also a student, mm. and that this is my job, mm-hmm. and learning how to do that well and and now someone's not telling me what classes I need to take. What what do I wanna learn? What yeah. do I wanna keep getting better mm-hmm. at? Where are those passions? So this year I've been able to start dabbling in that and have the f- free mind space mm-hmm. to even entertain some of those thoughts. Okay. And then in this fall, I'm currently transitioning and I'm gonna open my own private practice. So, but I'm going to a pause right
0: now. Like, right now. Okay, like this person who, like,
1: <laughs> maybe you're just getting well-versed at taking pauses. So <laughs> opening your own private practice, that's huge. It is. And I was thinking about it preparing for this podcast with you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, when I'm thinking about why I want to do my own private practice, mm-hmm. there's so much of the administrative side of being a therapist that I thought I didn't really want to have my hands in. Yeah. But that's like in my DNA. <laughs> I know, I know. Is it's that thing who that I do? am. Yeah. Second nature. It is, mm-hmm. and so as we've been talking about what I did here at HopeNet, <laughs> it's so obvious why I would want to keep doing that in my own practice, mm-hmm. so it does just make perfect sense that
0: and you're exceptional at those things and it see the thing is i think sometimes when people sit and watch you or experience you it's almost like where'd she know how do you even know that you know what i'm saying (laughs) and you make it look so easy and you have an answer and it comes
1: fast and quickly and you just get it done i'm glad it looks that way it doesn't always feel (laughs) that way jolyn especially not the quick and I, I like to say that I'm YouTube learned and
0: <laughs> I'll find you will an answer go to it. You,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So this just
1: makes sense for mm-hmm. me to start doing both sides um, of being a therapist and so I'm very excited about it. I'm excited for you. I just things are moving
0: fast. so I wonder why God is moving things fast for you. I've thought
1: about that too. okay. And I really think when I left school, mm-hmm. I could not fathom being excellent at multiple things. Okay. It was as if I thought, okay, I've been trained to be a therapist. I'm just gonna be a therapist. Okay. I'm gonna do these 50 minutes of every hour, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I'm gonna do, and then I'm gonna let somebody else do that other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I trusted that I could do those things okay and now I look at it and I think well those were the things I was good at when I came in mm-hmm. I already had those mm-hmm. things why would I set all that aside so now it's like I'm just picking up an old friend <laughs> these are things that come so naturally Second it's, nature. yeah it was a pause that I needed if mm-hmm. if I had left school and immediately started my own business I don't know if my family would have been around for another year. They, we knew we had a two year commitment. Mm-hmm. We needed this year to breathe and reacclimate yeah. and spend all this time together. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. we're ready. They're fully supportive that now this looks a little different for us. But.
0: And maybe there was a landing spot for you to be with a group Absolutely, so that you could catch your breath or offer yourself some grace as I'm just, I'm getting used to being a therapist and not being a student at the same time. And what does that feel like? You know what I'm saying? what -hmm. Learning, what does that feel like? And then what is possible?
1: Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Putting those new boundaries in our lives and knowing Mm -hmm. how to be a therapist and a mother and a wife Mm -hmm. and a friend that takes practice yeah. those are learned <laughs> skills learned skills that is not a natural thing that we just, things you have to absolutely do. Yeah,
0: I was just thinking about you know some of the people that I've had here they were a therapist here and we launched you in a different way um, and I have asked the question about is there a client that comes to your mind you know that you really felt like was impactful to your life, your journey on this path, or that you really feel like, felt like you really helped someone? What Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: So during my time at HopeNet, I did not really interact with the clients mm-hmm. face-to-face mm-hmm. in almost any capacity. So I might have been behind my computer screen and saw them come in on our cameras, but I didn't get to talk to them. Mm -hmm. But what I did get to do is support the therapists who were supporting those clients. Mm -hmm. That was the impact that was made on me. Mm -hmm. So I have so many memories of being in different therapist's office where I would come to fix something with the health record or get their email to Mm -hmm. act right. (laughs) And then somewhere along that process, we got to chat mm-hmm. and just their openness and their willingness and their kindness and compassion with me mm-hmm. told me their kindness and compassion towards me showed me what it was like to actually be a therapist. Wow. What you okay. needed to do to then be a part of your client's journey. Mm-hmm. So if they could offer that to me when I just came in to fix a wire or replace a broken chair mm-hmm. and they spent that time with me, that's the kind of therapist I want to be. Okay. And I have memories of being in different offices mm-hmm, yeah. with different <laughs> therapists when they because me that so same... alike, right oh we, yes identical <laughs> no we are not we're all so different and so you Absolutely. get to experience it in a different
0: way with each person yes thinking about your practice now um i'm going back to what you said your bumper sticker hope requires change Can you unpack that just a a Mm -hmm. little bit? And, And I know I'm pulling that out on you. You probably didn't come in thinking we were gonna say that. What does that mean in
1: the therapy office?
0: What does that mean in your own life?
1: A lot of times when that first, when that client comes in for their first session, mm-hmm. there's so many nerves and you're meeting a stranger, you, you think you're gonna come in and have to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about what brings you in, where are you trying to go? And a lot of times at the end of that first session, clients will look at me and say, is there any hope for me? <laughs> they just want yeah. you to to tell them there's some, we can do something here. Mm-hmm. And my answer is, Always, unequivocally, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would not be in this career if I didn't hold hope. Mm-hmm. When we want to do something different with our life, it's going to require some change, and it's likely going to be a little uncomfortable for a while. I'm glad you use the
0: word uncomfortable versus painful, <laughs> even though yeah, yeah, I think we say that sometimes. But I like the word. It can get to a place where it's uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely. And uncomfortability doesn't mean we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just different. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to feel a little weird. And the hope is that the future that we're working towards. Wow. So, we're holding it out there knowing we want something different. Not always knowing how we're going to get there or what different we need to do. Yeah. But knowing it's there, and we can walk towards it, and and get glint
0: and it, it, when you're doing it with somebody else mm-hmm. too, that somebody else is oftentimes the therapist, is that you get to see glimpses from time to time of a light that hope radiates that it, it's there, it's possible, it's touchable, it can be tangible. Yeah. And it's cool, I don't know about you, it gets kind of addictive to watch people do that thing,
1: make changes so that hope becomes a reality. Absolutely, and I think my greatest privilege as a therapist is that sometimes I get to hold that hope for them when they can't see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can hold it, I can know we're getting there, I can know they're walking towards it before they'll let themselves believe it. Mm -hmm. Because it may feel like a baby step and it may feel like a backward step sometimes to them. And to me it's progress, we're changing, we're moving, it's okay that we're uncomfortable, it's happening. And so I can hold that light out there when they're in the day to day, and mm-hmm. they can't quite see it. And I can hold it knowing it's theirs, mm-hmm. they're working towards it, and one day they'll, they'll see it. And they do, they do, that's the beautiful thing. I find it
0: fascinating that some people because they may see you once a week or see you once every two weeks, but it's almost like they, they're coming in for a shot, <laughs> a shot of that <laughs> hope, you know, like, like I'm, I came back again and, and I just, sometimes I've, I've heard, I just needed to hear what you had to say about this. I, I just needed, or I needed you to ask me the hard questions or tell me the, the truth that maybe I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. or whatever, I know that you'll always do that. So I don't know if that's happening to you in your practice or not.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> I. as soon as you were saying that, I had a couple of clients pop in my head mm-hmm. that I can tell from the moment they sit down, they are there to do business. They wow. came in to get to work. They, mm-hmm. they might have to contain that to my office so that they can live their lives and do what they have to do day to day, mm-hmm. but then they come in and that is their sacred time, that we are going to yeah. get to it. We're going to start making changes so that that can then start seeping out into other parts of their life. It's Absolutely. not just a friendly visit. Oh, no. I, I love when a client leaves and they say, thank you. And I think, really? Did you enjoy this? Are you thankful for this? But we are. I do it to my own therapist. We, we yeah. keep showing up because yeah. it's worth it. The work mm-hmm. is hard, yeah. but it's worth it.
0: That's interesting that you said on, on live mic. <laughs> did I have a therapist? <laughs> yeah, did I say it to my own therapist? What is what is that? Well, no, I don't want to, I don't want you to go down the street. You may not have planned, but what makes you
1: make that choice? Um, yeah. So i've I've often said to colleagues, even to clients, that I'm not sure I trust a therapist that won't go to therapy. Mm. I am not perfect.
0: You're, oh, I on. know.
1: I know. Close. This Close. is a big shock to you. <laughs> <laughs> there are stories in all of our lives mm. that have impacted us in a multitude of ways, and it's not something I need to be scared of. And it doesn't always mean that it's something we need to fix, mm-hmm. but it's something I need to be aware of. That pops up all the time in my therapy room Okay. with the current state of our political system right now with what just happened with Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. In one week, I had clients mm-hmm. in my office on polar ends mm-hmm. of that. That is not my place to tell them my personal right. opinion. Mm-hmm. I hold space for them to talk about their personal and opinion. It safe to do that. Yes, but that's happening inside of me at the same time. Mm-hmm. I still have things that I have to, I have an opinion. Yeah. I have a feeling on that. So I owe it to my clients that I'm doing that work as well. Wow. That I'm thinking about that, that I'm aware of the bias I bring, mm-hmm. that I'm willing to engage it when it comes up in session, that I will notice it. I will take that to my therapist. Mm-hmm. I will bring it to a trusted friend and say, "Wow, what what was happening here for me? I need to figure this out. I need to make sense of it. So, at times, that has been in therapy. Mm-hmm. Having a trusted therapist that can offer that perspective. Because, as therapists, I don't know about you. Maybe you're perfect, but I'm I am not. Don't. don't call my husband. Do not call <laughs> him right now. Okay. Oh, Galen would say <laughs> you are absolutely perfect. <laughs>
0: I love
1: him. I love him because he's, he's, he's so grace-filled. So. But we don't always take our own advice. Mm-hmm. I can look at a client and I could say, oh, this, is, this would be the thing. And maybe I really believe that. And then I turn around and look in the mirror and I think, well, you're not getting that same grace. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you that kind of kindness or compassion. Mm-hmm. That's my work. That's, good, That's the work we have to that. keep doing as therapists. I, and, I, and I underline,
0: I double underline that. It's that thing of doing the work. And just be careful, I always say to, you know, I feel like I'm on my way out. You know, mm-hmm. like I'd, lo- I'd love to just be a consultant. I've done my therapy with folks and stuff like that. But just don't stop learning. Yeah. Don't come to a place where it's it's good enough. But continue, I love that, that when you become aware of it, then do the work. Right. That's that's powerful. And, and I pray that there's some some helpers out there. You don't, may not be a therapist, but other people that are listening, that speak into people's lives, that we are becoming aware of our stuff and doing some work with that. Man, whew, we both should just breathe. We got through, we didn't have to use the tissue too much here. We did here. not. And I, I thank you for unpacking Thank you for unpacking the part about hope requires change, holding hope, and there is a cool thing that you said too about being on a new path. Mm. And I even woke up this morning and I say, Lord, sometimes we get off the path, but I want to be on the path with you because I know it's good, even though it may sometimes be hard. Mm. Um, But he told me his yoke is easy (laughs) and the burden would be light. Thank you too for um, even mentioning to our audience about everybody has stories in their lives and we can do something with it or just just be aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so those are really great things that you've really shared with us. I don't know, I don't know, you're pretty insightful and reflective. So if you had never went and got a therapy degree and I had this conversation with you, Mm -hmm. you know, Two or three years ago, I think you still would have said some things, but I really hear today that they're so refined and, um, but not just necessarily set, but they're fluid and you're taking them forward with you. And so I love that. And so, do you, do you want to tell people how they can get
1: a hold of you, or um, sure. So, my new practice will be at 889 North Mays in Suite 200. So, that's just north of Central, past that Walmart, Aldi's area over there. Um, my website is Amber Carter Therapy. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can get an email, a phone number, those kinds of things. Um, Say not that even again. Say
0: the Amber Carter. Amber
1: Carter Therapy.com. Okay
0: So and, and the reason why I want you to share is because you know there's no competition here for us because especially in the arena that we're in right now, so many people are full Absolutely. because people are I believe that the Lord has broken a lot of the stigma and people are reaching out saying, I want to get help. And so therefore we are calling on everybody to say, we're open to helping you. and so we're glad that they can find you ambercartertherapy.com and if there's something that she said something that is drawing you please reach out to her
1: oh yes not even not just clients potential clients (laughs) i would i love to network and be in touch and make connections Mm -hmm. absolutely that's
0: funny because I, i wanted to say this earlier but the thing that the saving grace for me when i was a new therapist was um I have been in a in a peer supervision group or you know it's a, it's a peer group we don't offer professional supervision but we have been together over 20 years and I'm talking about meeting monthly I mean of course the pandemic threw some wrenches into that but those are the people that are saying, I don't want you to get sued or um, I think right. this is above your expertise or yes you're you got it going on. You're really great at this and they are my go to people mm-hmm. uh, in more ways than one. But I so that it helped to prevent that thing of being alone. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I I Encourage you. I encourage anybody who's listening that may be a helper. Like get some folks around you that will speak truth into your life. Absolutely, find and, your people. I know, find, find your people. Find your people. Miss Amber, Miss Joe, I, I, I love you for even just sitting with us. I love you, period. But I just love that you have sat here today and that you've shared and all all the insight that you've given to our listeners. And I just want to bless you. I just want to say bless you. I'm glad I get to get to see like even from like I don't have a balcony seat. I think I have a front row seat into mm. your life, and I get you keep me posted. I do when, when yes. I need to know things, um, and I'm just delighted in how God has called you, gifted you, wired you. And so we just wish you only blessings and the best. And I pray that people who come in touch with you, that experience you, whether it's a friendship or a client or whatever, that they know above all that it's him working in and through mm-hmm. you. That's my prayer. So to our to our listeners, we are saying thanks for listening. And this is once again JLB in the house checking out. We had Amber Carter in the house with us today and it's so good to see her grace the doors
1: again mm, it so. was my privilege to be here <laughs> thank know, you i
0: love it i love it okay we're signing out bless you until next time bye bye.
1: thanks for listening to studio 2501 conversations about mental health and wellness studio 2501 is hosted by Joel lynn bright Lynn is HopeNet's Director of Community Impact, a published author, and has been a licensed clinical therapist for over 20 years. This podcast is owned and operated by HopeNet in Wichita, Kansas. HopeNet is a faith-based nonprofit providing a wide range of mental health and wellness services, including counseling, life coaching, and trainings. For more information on us and how you can help, visit HopeNetWichita.org and follow us on social media at HopeNet Wichita. Thank you.